Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Hello, Hainted Loves. Welcome to Homespun Haints. I am Becky. And I'm Diana. And today it's our bonus edition where we do a deep dive into something that you heard on our most recent episode with Vinny and Martha of the book Thrifty Witchery. We are thrifty, slightly witchy, I suppose. Yeah, witchy adjacent. I mean, not not witchy. I've been called a witch a lot. I've been called something similar. (laughs) We wanted to talk to you today about the goddess Hecate. Yes. Because she comes up a lot. And actually, Vinny, who we spoke to, devotes his entire practice to her. She is a very popular deity among witches. And for good reason. Once you learn a little bit about her history. I am not that familiar with Hecate in a more modern pagan sense. But... If you listen to our Patreon and premium episode on the pyramids, you know, I'm a little bit of a nerd for (laughs) ancient history and legends, especially classical. And if you listen to our Patreon, you're probably a little bit of a nerd too. So if you want to go nerd out with us, check it out at patreon.com slash homespunhaints. First of all, let's establish how you pronounce Hecate. Does it matter? Well, there's the thing. There's so many different pronunciations. When I was a kid, yes, I was well-versed in this shit when I was a kid. I pronounced it Ekate. Because... Ekate. Ekate. Because the H is silent. Like, etc. etc. Ekate. Or Ekati. The H being silent or not, but still putting the emphasis on that middle syllable, Hecate. It just seemed to fit in with Agamemnon and Artemis. So I pronounced it Ekate or Hecate or Hecate or Ekate or Ekati. Or if you're reading Shakespeare, it's Hecate. What? Yep. Hecate, Hecate, (laughs) Hecate, Hecate, Hecate. Look it up in the dictionary under Hecate and you'll find it. Okay, <laughs> if you're an English speaker. <laughs> oh, and she's got multiple spellings to her names, too. The Anglified version is H-E-C-A-T-E, but in the Greek alphabet, they did not have a letter C. They had gamma, which is actually G, so it would be spelled H-E-K-A-T-E, but actually it wouldn't be spelled that way at all because it'd be spelled in Greek, and we all know what Greek looks like. <laughs> yeah. It looks like those advanced <laughs> level math classes that we all failed out of. <laughs> Everybody knows Greek now, Omicron, Delta. (laughs) That's true. My point is, pronounce it however you want, because 
She's got multiple forms. She's got multiple purposes. She's got multiple pronunciations. We were just talking about this before we got on here, how Diana and I both learned a lot about Greek mythology in our isolated little nerd bubbles as kids and never had anybody to tell us how to pronounce these things. Right. It feels appropriate to just make it up as you go along. Right. right? You were talking about um, Persephone. I was, <laughs> yes. I wrote a song when I was 11 that rhymed something with Persephone. And then they said, oh... It's pronounced Persephone. And I said, well, scrap that song. Jeez. <laughs> Speaking of the underworld and Persephone, that is one of the domains of Hecate. I'm going to pronounce it how I grew up pronouncing it. I think you should attempt to pronounce it differently every time you say it. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Just to give you a little bit of information about how difficult it is to wrap your head around this elusive goddess and why... Mm -hmm. Maybe she's so powerful. I'm going to read you a hymn written by Hesiod. A hymn? Yes. Oh, cool. The very first mention of Hecate in our ancient literature comes from Theogony. Theogony, does that mean math of gods? It's kind of like the Shape origin. of gods? <laughs> so, it's like the Genesis. I think it means shape of gods. I like the shape of gods. Like polygon. <laughs> okay. Hecate, above all others, is honored by Zeus, son of Kronos. Indeed, he gave her splendid gifts to have power over the earth and the unending sea. And she, too, under the starry sky, has been awarded honor, and she was most honored by the immortal gods. Indeed, now, when somewhere any man living on earth, by performing beautiful ceremonies, according to the rites he atones, he calls out to Hecate, and great honor follows him very easily, to whom certainly the benevolent goddess propitiously receives prayers. What does propitiously mean? That sounds like the hair loss drug. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a religious prayer here. Would you let me continue? <laughs> and riches are lavished on him, since she certainly has such power. She has share in the power of all immortals born of Gaia and Uranus, who received honor. Zeus, son of Kronos, did not take anything from her by force, nor did he take anything away from what was hers as a titan, when divisions were made among the former gods. Nor, because she is an only child, has she any less honor and power over earth, heaven, and sea. But moreover, much more, since Zeus honors her. To whomsoever she wills, she is magnificently present and helps him. And in assembly she sets forth among men whom she wills to be imminent. And when men are armed for a deadly war, then the goddess is present. To whom she wills, she will bestow victory and extend praise, and in judgment of the kings sit among the venerable. She's kind of like a, a head Valkyrie. Yeah. Extraordinary is she also when men compete in games. The goddess is there and ready for them and helps them. Whoever wins by virtue and strength a handsome prize, he carries it easily and prepares glory for his happy parents. She presents goods to the charioteers that please her, and to those who are traversing the blue sea with difficulty, they make their vows to Hecate and to the mighty Poseidon. The famous goddess will easily give them a plentiful catch, or easily remove a bounty that seemed likely should she will it. Good also is she in the stables with Hermes to increase herds of cattle and large herds of goats, flocks of woolly sheep. She makes livestock horny. Willing from the few to yield abundantly, and from the many to yield fewer. Yes, of course, even though she is the only child of her mother, among all the immortals she is honored with gifts. And Zeus, son of Kronos, made her a nurse of the young, 
who with her aid are able to see the light of the dawn. Thus from the beginning she is the nurse of the children. These, then, are her honors. Why is it honorable to have siblings? Basically, because she has no brothers, she has to depend on Zeus to protect her. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she's got a lot of half-brothers, right? Zeus isn't everybody's most desired bed. Well, Zeus isn't her father. Wait a second. No, her father was Perseus. Perseus. No, Perseus. Perseus? Is mm-hmm. that two Perseuses? Uh, <laughs> I'm so confused right now. Yeah, she was a daughter of Asteria and Perseus. Asteria and Perseus. Okay, Asteria and Perseus are people I've never heard of before. Perseus is not Perseus of Clash of the Titans fame and my deceased cat fame. So, <laughs> so what's the difference? Perseus is a Titan. Okay. Okay, gotcha. And so is Asteria. So she was a daughter to two Titans and the whole story of the Titans were dominated and by the gods and then they had their powers stripped from them and they were just sort of mm-hmm. these weak remnants of what they were before. Well, Hecate, I need to pronounce it differently, Hecate, Hecate, she did not lose her powers. She okay. maintained her powers and stayed very powerful and shares powers with so many different gods. She helps make sure that the bounty comes in from the sea. She helps with the flocks. She helps with war alongside Ares and Athena because they're there for the wars. Becky is an Ares. I am, yeah. Just talking about yourself now. (laughs) Right. I'm a ram. She's also associated with youth and mothers. It's interesting that Hesiod doesn't talk about any of the things that we usually associate Hecate with. The goddess of the hearth. Hearth. Women, safety, right, protection from witchcraft. Guardian of women, right. Also goddess of the crossroads and of hell. So compare that with this passage. But wait, there's more. According to Edith Hamilton, later poems said that Artemis and Hecate were the same. Because Hecate oh. is the goddess of three forms. She was Selena in the sky, Artemis on earth, and Hecate in the lower world. And that would explain why there is that association with the flocks and things, right? Artemis being the great huntress. Right. That's me. Diana. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you, Diana. And you are Aries. There we go. We've mm-hmm. connected ourselves to this story. You're welcome. Once again, center of attention. <laughs> Selena being the sky, also Cynthia. Cynthia is the Roman form of that. So if you're wondering where the name Cynthia came from, it's another form of Diana when she's in moon form. Which I am frequently. But Hecate is also the goddess of the sky when it's a new moon. Oh, because the it's dark all sky. dark. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I am going to quote, well, let me see when this was published. Can I quote it legally? <laughs> That's a good thing to start off with. <laughs> I will summarize what Edith Hamilton says. Basically, she describes the new moon. She's associated with deeds of darkness. We already talked about the crossways, which even the Greeks saw as liminal spaces, a space where the veil was thin between this world and the next. I will quote this from Edith Hamilton. She says, an awful divinity. So compare that with what we just heard from Hesiod, right? So this is quoted from an ancient Greek poet. I don't know who, Hamilton, you did not footnote it, but it says, oops. Hecate of hell, mighty to shatter every stubborn thing. Hark, 
Hark! Her hounds are baying through the town. Where three roads meet, there she is standing. Three roads? The crossroads of three roads. Because she has three forms, maybe? Ah, okay. Right, yeah. Hamilton goes on to say that this is a great way to sort of wrap your mind around the concept that as a divinity, she was neither good nor evil. She was everything. And this is actually something which we have in all of the gods, right? Like Zeus was always running around, R-A-P-I-N-G, young ladies, and then his wife was turning him into goats and cows and things because she was mad. But then he was also supposed to be like this golden god that everybody loved. Gods are complicated. They are. They are. And I love this because this is actually a very solid quality within Wicca is that no divinity is pure good or pure evil. This is a very monotheistic thing, actually a very Christian thing, because if you look at the jealous God of the Old Testament, he's not all great either. Hmm. So Hecate, she's very complicated. And then, of course, we know now in modern witchcraft, you see her referred to as the three forms, the maiden, mother, and crone, because she represents all of those phases that we go through in life. But it also is metaphor for the three forms in a way that she has in Greek mythology. She has underground. Goddess of hell. And then she has on the surface as the huntress. As Artemis. That would be the maiden. And then in the sky. Cynthia. Celestine. Mm -hmm. Celeste. Celestial. Yes. Selena. Or Selene, if you really want to be pronouncing it correctly. Selene. (laughs) I, I think we've come to the conclusion that nobody really knows how to pronounce any of these things. Are you Greek? If you're Greek, no. No. please tell no. us the correct pronunciation. No, don't tell us. I don't no. know. We like mystery. <laughs> Only if you're ancient Greek, okay? <laughs> if you're ancient Greek, we, yeah. wa- we want this directly from the Titans. <laughs> we need to pull up my little spirit board. Let's talk to the Titans. Did the, the, the Titans communicate through spirit boards? Yes. You seem very sure about that. Anyway, I know you asked me to clarify who Hecate is, and I think I just confused you more. Yeah. that's okay i love it i love all of the information because yeah you're right gods are complicated and Mm -hmm. so are people nobody's one-sided everybody's got their things but everybody's got little things that minor interests like protecting women and hearths and the sky and hunting etc yeah some of us really were born from titans and it's nice if we are able to keep our powers after the divine revolution takes place exactly Not every teen titan did. No, poor Prometheus. (laughs) That's a rough one. I did not actually know that she was a titan before I looked this up. I always thought that she was just a goddess, like everybody else, just a goddess. But then, of course, we see that she does evolve. She becomes a form of Diana down the road. Growing up, for me, for me, what she represented was the crossroads. Okay. Because I read Edith Hamilton, not Hesiod. And I, I, I also always saw her as a witch. Right. And this is interesting because we actually do see witches in Greek mythology. If you're familiar with Circe or Kirke, if you want to like take out the C's and replace them with K's. Pig lover. She also was a witch. She's the daughter of Titans. And she was banished to this island to live by herself. And she had incredible powers that even the gods didn't have. Of course, that's why they feared her and banished her. 
<laughs> if you're not familiar with her, definitely go read up on her. But yeah, so that's Hecate, Hecate, Hecate. In a nutshell, she was considered by later accounts to be a goddess of the underworld, to be a goddess of protection from evil, but also evil in a way because it was associated with death. Travelers along the crossroads could expect to encounter her. And I think this is where we get our demon at the crossroads mythology now. I think it probably trickled down from this old tradition. And yes, even though for a while she was a protector of women and protector of the hearth, and specifically a protector of the young, over time she kind of evolved and just got relegated to the underworld like poor Persephone. (sighs) Poor Persephone. (laughs) That was a good recounting. And now I know a lot more about Hecate, except how to write a song rhyming with her name. Because we don't know really how to pronounce it because everybody says something different. I'm going to just use karate. I love it. Or garot. Stabbing. Garot. Oh, like carotted? Oh, carotted. Ooh. Hecated. No. Uh, No, like like a garot. Like something stabby. Like a carrot? It's no. like a really sharpened carrot, like you're julienning it, but you haven't gotten to the julienne part. You just took off too much of the outside. A part garot of your skin. is an iron collar used for ritual strangulation, Becky. <laughs> what the hell is ritual strangulation? <laughs> I don't know, but I bet Hecate would be behind it. I mean, Hecate. You write that poem and we'll air it here for all of your <laughs> listening pleasure. Diana, thank you for letting me go down memory lane and pull out some of my old college textbooks. Thank you for educating me about the teen titan that would become my namesake. And just bring it back to me. All right. Diana. Lady of the woods. Well, if I were Ekate, I would take my karate down to karate class and have a spooky day. Homespun Haints is hosted by Becky Kielimnik and Diana Doty and produced by Homespun Haints Media LLC. Editing and music by Becky Kielimnik. Show notes by Diana Doty. If you have a ghost story and you'd like to be considered as a guest for this podcast, please visit our website at homespunhaints.com slash submit. Deep in the bowels of Oklahoma, exists a passageway that has remained locked for decades, untouched by mortals. We don't know why it was sealed nearly a century ago, but we are thirsting to find out. So thirsty. Do you have the same insatiable curiosity as us to see what lies beyond its threshold? On September 24th, 2023, we will unveil the shadows together via live stream as we open this sealed passageway, slaking our thirst for arcane knowledge. And we want you to be there with us. Virtually, of course. This may be dangerous. We don't have liability insurance. Oh my eye! But what will we find? Is this passageway a sealed tomb? A hideaway for treasure? A portal into another dimension? Maybe it's alien. Even we won't know until September 24th, and you can be there to discover the secrets with us. I'm not scared. Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement to RSVP for this event and find out how you can participate in this interactive adventure with us. As long as there's darkness to explore, we shall remain its loyal devotees. RSVP now and immerse yourself in the abyss of the unknown that is Diana's Diana's basement. basement.
Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement.